Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to talk with you all about how we have a rescuer. Many times it can be easy to see ourselves as our own rescuer or maybe certain people in our lives like our family members or our significant other or our spouse or just role models that we have. And not that it's bad to look to others for help, but we have to understand that our ultimate help comes from Jesus. So guys, this is something that I'm also practicing and learning and reminding myself that I have Jesus to look to. And many times for me, my own weakness is looking at myself as my own rescuer, right? Trying to get everything done, trying to strive. You know, um, I found recently that I was just feeling so stressed and overwhelmed with just the amount of workload. And, you know, Michael and I, we are praying and wanting, you know, our goal is by the end of this year to be also, to also be able to purchase a home. And so that's also been in my mind and I'm just trying to like, um, do it in my own strength, really. And in in the midst of my alone time with God, he was just reminding me, Gabby, like you have me, like I'm your rescuer. And there's been times too that I've shared in the past where like I've fallen into anxiety and just started getting anxious thoughts. And many times when we struggle with something internally, we know it's wrong. Like we know it's not a good thing that we're struggling with, but we try to figure it out ourselves. We try to comfort ourselves. We try to talk ourselves out of things. Maybe, or maybe you try to like watch watch a TV show to get your mind out of it. Well, if we're doing those things, then we're saying we are on our own rescuer. Right, but in those moments when we are feeling anxious, when we are feeling so angry or so overwhelmed or just filled with bad thoughts or lust, whatever it may be, that's where we have to go to Jesus because he is our true rescuer. Right, when I say go to him, come to him with expectation that he will come and speak the right things that you need to hear. Right, like you have the Holy Spirit. When you accept Jesus, you also accept by faith his spirit living in you. And so you have the Holy Spirit who can guide you into all things, who can train you and encourage you. John 14, 26, Jesus says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I have said to you. So I love this because when you read in the New King James Version, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, Helper is with a capital H. And the reason why, and anytime when you read in the Bible, when you see like capital F for Father, or counselor. All those capital letters represents that Jesus is the ultimate helper. He's the ultimate father. He's the ultimate counselor. So it doesn't mean that you can't get help from others, but you have to understand that your ultimate help comes from Jesus, right? Jesus alone. And Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as our helper. And when you look into the meaning, the Greek meaning of the word helper here, it's called to one side, right? The Holy Spirit has been given to us and called to be on our side, to help us. And so understand that when you're in moments where you need the Lord, where you need help, go to Him. You know, recently I was talking with someone and they were sharing how um, an area of weakness that they have is in, in the emotional side. That's just always been an area of weakness. And they were mentioning how they were willing to be in a relationship that they know is out of God 
because they wanted that emotional stability. And when I hear things like that, it, it just makes me pray and have this, this burden in their heart to know that as much as they think that that person is their emotional stability, only Jesus can help them, right? Like what's the point of saying that you're a Christian or you have a relationship with Jesus when you're not relying on him, but you're relying on others? And the reality is guys, as long as you try to rely on others or yourself, you'll find yourself empty and thirsty, right? And that's why Jesus says, if you read John 4, Jesus talks about the story where he meets a Samaritan woman. And I love what Jesus says to her. In verses 13 to 14, Jesus says, everyone who drinks this water from this well, so he had met the Samaritan woman in a well, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. What Jesus is saying here is you can, you can get the water that is given on this earth. You can run to things that are man-made or things that come from people, but you're going to be thirsty again. But when you go to Jesus, you are refreshed. Yeah, you want more of him, but you are satisfied, right? And so I want to encourage you, you know, for those who are wanting to seek God, which I believe you are, this is why you're listening or watching this video, understand that you have access to Jesus. And if you're in a place right now where you're not feeling satisfied, that's when you need to go to him and come to him with expectation. Many times a lot of people come to me and say, well, I don't hear from God or I don't get any revelation. Understand that God wants to speak to you. Like the scripture even says, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. And so there are two things that you need to be able to hear from God and connect with him. And one is first to acknowledge that he's living inside of you and to acknowledge that he wants to speak to you. Because if you're already coming in the mindset thinking, well, I hope he speaks to me, you're already telling yourself that he's not. You need to come with expectation. Jesus even says in Revelation, I talked about this in the last podcast. He says that any like anyone who answers the door to him knocking, he will come in and feast with them. And feasting was always a sign of intimacy, right? That's why there is a marriage feast of lamb. Or when people get married, they have that marriage, that marriage feast. That's to signify intimacy. And so Jesus he wants to have intimacy with you. He wants you to not be like, oh yeah, I've heard that pastor talk about Jesus that way. Yeah, I've heard that he's the comforter. I hear that he helps us in our troubles, but Jesus wants you yourself to know that. And the only way for you to develop intimacy is for you to actually spend time with Jesus. Intimacy can't be learned by, by you hearing it from someone. Like for example, in marriage, right? For me to be intimate with my husband, I can't grow in intimacy by just hearing sermons from other people. To grow in intimacy, I need to spend time with Michael, right? I need to be with him. And so the same thing with the Lord, you need to spend time with him, but in order for you to experience the best with him, you have to acknowledge that he wants to be with you, that he lives inside of you, that he has given you his spirit, right? Jesus says, if you confess with your mouth and accept and believe him as your Lord and savior, you are saved and he's there. Like you have, you have fellowship with him. And the second thing is making sure that your heart is open to him. Right, if you have a closed up heart, if your heart is filled with anger, is filled with bitterness, and you're not opening your heart to the Lord, you also can't receive because your heart is preventing you. It's like a wall is building up from you to receive what God wants to give you. But if you have those two things, you acknowledge him and you open your heart, you can experience everything that God has for you. Like there's been times, um, I was sharing this with some of my Bible girls and I was telling them that there's been times where I was so angry and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, but I literally was like, not now. And I just said things I shouldn't have said. 
right? And that's not good. But that I just share that example to show you that you have access to the Holy Spirit when you open up your ear to hear from Him, when you expect Him to speak. Going back to the passage of John 4, I want to just spend a little bit of, of some time in that passage of Jesus just encountering that Samaritan woman. Um, I love it because Jesus says, Indeed, the water I give to you, it will be a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So when I read that verse, I was also reminded of Isaiah 58, 11, which says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Spring. So I was looking up, like, you know, what is a spring? A spring is the result of an aquifer being filled to the point that the water overflows to the surface of the land. So a spring always has a source and the source comes from underground. But a spring, a spring happens when the water is overflowing. And so springs don't always continue on. There's times when they stop. But Jesus is saying here, you will be like a spring whose waters never fail meaning that he is the source of the spring and that we will always have continuous life and water flowing through us because he is our source until eternal life, in fact, right? Like we get to experience life and joy now until eternity. Many times we think like, oh yeah, okay, I've given my life to Jesus. I'll experience that joy when I get to heaven. Of course, we're going to experience a new kind of joy where there's going to be no evil in this world, but we can still experience life to the fullest now because we have Jesus as our source, right? Jesus even says here in Isaiah 58, he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. So no matter what you're going through, whether you're going through hardship, whether you're going through sickness, maybe you're in a season right now where God's like been telling you to let go of that person and you're suffering. In those moments, you can go to him and be refreshed. Like, I understand how that feels. Um, you know, I, I've shared this many times, but I was in a place where God had asked me to let go of a relationship. And it was very hard. Like, it was hard for me to not be single. You know, when you have been in relationships for so long, being single is hard. Like, I've been there. I understand that. And I had to go to Jesus every day. Like, I needed him. Like, during that season, I felt like I was in a wilderness season where I was constantly, like, needing the Lord. Like, if I didn't have a word of God, I would suffer. Like, I feel like as if I don't have food. You know, like, I'm just stranded. I don't know what to do. And so you may be in a season where you're there, but understand that you can go to the Father. During that time, I remember I just kept booking um, my weekends to hang out with friends because I'm like, I need people, I need people. And I remember at one point the Lord convicted me and said, Gabby, am I not enough? And that really hit me. And so I just want to encourage you all that you have access to Jesus, right? He's not just meant to save you to get to heaven. He also wants to give you a life to the fullest. He wants to comfort you when you're feeling so stressed. Yeah, you can talk to a friend, you can get counseling, but I'm telling you the ultimate counselor is Jesus. Right. And the Holy Spirit, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit so that we could have intimacy with him. That's why like the Holy Spirit, Jesus and God, they're one. They are one. And even though we don't see Jesus physically, it's not like he's right here. Like I don't see his physical um, being right next to me, but I know he's here and that he lives in me. He speaks to me because of the Holy Spirit. And you too have that access. And I want to briefly also just plug in my single but in a relationship with God book. I know a lot of you guys have ordered it. If you haven't, definitely check it out. Um, I really believe that this book is timely, especially if you're in a place where you're struggling with letting go of, of the of a relationship that you know you need to let go of. Or if you're just like living in fear or you're not embracing your single season, this book is for you. You know, and I understand that this book is not, 
is not meant for you to stay single for those who want to get married. But the purpose of this book is to help you to embrace your single season without settling for less than God's best. So you can go ahead and get the book. It's available on Kindle or physical copy. You can get it on Amazon worldwide. So be sure to check that out. So going back to John 4, I just love that passage, you know, because in that moment, the lady then converses with Jesus and says that she's waiting for the Messiah. And that's that moment where Jesus reveals, I am he. And, you know, she gets so transformed and Jesus ends up, um, you know, telling her about her life, even though she, she, he didn't know her. And that's when she realized, like, wow, you truly are the Messiah. And we know the story that she ends up spreading to the whole village about Jesus and invites him to stay. And I love what the rest of the people in Samaria said in John 4:42. It says, they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you have said, for we ourselves have heard him. And we know that this indeed is the Christ, the savior of the world. So I just want to encourage you for those who are listening right now to see Jesus as the savior, as your savior, right? He is called to save us from our sins, to save us from eternal damnation, but also in other areas of our lives. I feel like sometimes we forget, we're like, yeah, we know that Jesus saves us and we have salvation, we can have eternal life, but we forget that he's also meant to help us in our in our struggles, in our weaknesses. You know, if you're struggling in a certain area, you can come to Jesus. He is your savior. He is your rescuer. You can't rescue yourself. If you try, you're going to find yourself failing, failing, failing again. But in the moment of weakness, why not go to him as if he was a real person? And I say that he is real, but I say that because, you know, many times you're so quick to pick up the phone and call someone, but then we're, we don't spend time with the Lord and pick up the Bible, right? And it's so important that we remember that we have access to Jesus. We have access and he's given us the Holy Spirit. Just like the verse that I read in John 14, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He will remind you of the things I have said. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He will encourage you. Trust me, like I've been there. There's been times where I just feel horrible, but then the Holy Spirit will comfort me and really give me the words that I need to hear. John 1, 4 to 5 says, In him, Jesus talking about Jesus, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I love it because it's saying here, John is writing that Jesus is the light of all mankind. He is what is our missing piece. If you're in the midst of darkness, right, those who don't have the Lord, you don't have light. You're in darkness. But Jesus came to set us free from that darkness. He is the light. And if we want to walk in light and see rightly, we just need to accept Jesus and live in him and invite him to rule and reign in our lives. And I love it because in John 3, you know, John John the Baptist, he says, um, I, I am not the Messiah, right? In John 3, 28, you yourselves can testify that I have said, I am not the Messiah, but am set ahead of him. John the Baptist knew that he wasn't called to rescue people, but he was called to point others to Jesus. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to say, hey, I can't help you, but I can show you who can help you. And, and I have to remind myself too, because even when I'm ministering, it can be easy to think like I'm the solution. Like, no, 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 I'm not. Like, I pray after you listening to this podcast or watching this video that you would feel inclined to want to go to Jesus, that you would feel inclined to want to find him in the scriptures. Because I can't help you have a relationship with God. I can't save you. My words can help you, but I pray that my words would encourage you and give you a hunger to seek the Lord. 
right? Jesus says, I, I love the, the story of Mary and Martha in Luke 10. Um, it says here that, you know, Martha had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And Jesus answers in verse 41, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So Jesus says there's only one thing that is needed and it's what Mary did, sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him. We now have the Holy Spirit who lives in us so we can hear God anytime, anywhere. We don't have to be at a physical church to hear the voice of God. Right? We can be in our closet. We can be in our car. We can be anywhere and hear him. But the point is, if we want to, if we want to live a life to the fullest and see God real in our lives, we need to be spending time with Jesus listening, not babbling, not speaking, not angry, but coming to his presence and saying, Jesus, I'm here. Come and speak to me. Like, come and show me what I need to see. Give me revelation. And so I pray that those who are listening right now, that you would have this hunger to have this intimacy with the Holy Spirit, right? To, to know God and to know what you have access to. I love it because, you know, God has recently been reminding me too that there are areas in my life where I don't open up my ear to the Holy Spirit. You know, when I'm ministering or if I'm praying, like, of course, I'm going to tune into what the Holy Spirit has to say. But He wants every area of our lives. You know, He convicted me recently with my sleeping schedule. I haven't been disciplined in that area because I haven't opened up that, you know, my, my heart to the Holy Spirit in that area. But I want to challenge you to open up every single part of your life to God. Say, God, I give you access to speak to everything in my life, my free time, my relationship, my career, like everything. And if there's a hesitancy, then it shows that there's an area still in your life that there's a lack of trust with God. And that's where God wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your Lord. He calls us to surrender, to follow him, right? And it's not easy, of course. And I say that because the flesh, the worries, right, that comes up. But that's when you have to see God rightly say, no, but God, you're my savior, You've called me to surrender and to follow you wherever you go. And wherever he calls us, it means we're going to have to let go of some things. And in those moments, we have to trust like, God, you know better. You're my savior. You came to set me free. So why would I not follow you? Why would I not seek you? So I want to pray for you. God, I thank you, Lord, for those who are listening in. I pray, God, that you would remind them, God, that you are their savior. You are the Messiah. They, there's so many things that this world offers other religions, other gods, other spiritual things. But Lord, I pray that you would show them, God, that you are the ultimate savior. God, you came to set us free from sin, from condemnation, from death, God, from hell, Lord. We thank you, God. And not only did you come for our salvation, but you came to give us life to the fullest, to experience joy, to have faith, God, to experience the promises that you have for us. And I feel like there are some that are just, you've been, You've been double-minded. You've been struggling in certain areas of your life. But I just feel like this is the time now to just surrender. Choose to surrender your life. Surrender is a choice. You don't need to wait for God to do something. That's your choice to make to follow Jesus and to surrender. So I pray, God, for every single person listening that they would just surrender their lives to you. They, were, they would surrender their burdens, their stresses, God. Whatever is going on, that they would just lay it at your feet. And they would come to you and trust, God, that you would turn things around because you're a good father. You redeem things like nothing is too late, God. We thank you, God, that you always give us hope. God, that you say in your word that those who put their, 
those who put their trust in you, God, they will never be put to shame. I thank you, God, that we have that access with you, God. I just feel led as well to read Psalm, 50, 50, Psalm 25, 4 to 5. It says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. So God, teach us your ways. Teach us your ways that we may follow it, God, because you are our Savior. Verse 15 says, My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Only he can release us from harm. So God, I just ask that you help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Only you, and when temptation comes that tries to pull us away from from not looking at you, God, I pray that we would remind ourselves, no, God, we need to keep our eyes on you, that our eyes would ever be fixed on you, Lord. So I thank you, God, for those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you've been blessed by this message. I pray that this encourages you. If you have been blessed, don't forget to share this with someone. You never know who needs to hear this. And if you're listening on the podcast, please help and write a review. Um, This helps us to reach more people, to get more awareness of our podcast. And if you've been blessed by our ministry, please consider supporting us. We are definitely in need of expanding our team. I really want to start dedicating my time to producing, you know, what God's called me to do in my strengths, producing content like this, um, producing study guides and and ministering. And so I am in need of help with a lot of administrative works and all those things. We need a team. We want to expand. We need better technology. Um, and so your giving, your support will definitely bless and help us to continue to do what we're doing. So you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. I pray that you've been blessed by this and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.